0: What's going on, guys? Welcome back. Today's episode is going to be brought to you by Mystery Ranch. Yeah. And, uh, well, if you've been in firefighting for any time, any amount of time, I'm sure you know what Mystery Ranch makes. They make the best, the most comfortable, the most high-speed, low-drag, load-bearing fire equipment out there, these fire backpacks. But did you guys also know that they have a full line of hunting, outdoor, military, law enforcement, and travel bags available? Yeah. Oh yeah. So if you guys are on Expert Voice, you guys get 42% off, so definitely sign up for Expert Voice and look for the Mystery Ranch guys and they'll hook you up. But all of their stuff is made out of the best quality materials and it is the best load-bearing equipment in the world. And it is always built for the mission. So if you guys want to learn more or you guys need a briefcase or a backpack or a hotel bag or a civvy bag, definitely hit up www.mysteryranch.com. And check them out. Another sponsor of ours is going to be Hot Shop Brewery. Oh, yeah, the official, unofficial coffee sponsor of the podcast. And they support us by slinging our merch. So if you guys want to get one of your band of brothers' teas or some sweet Anchor Point stickers, definitely swing over to www.hotshotbrewery.com and click on the little drop down menu that says TAPPS, and that stands for the Anchor Point Podcast. So other than that, they've got a full line of Awesome coffee, all of the tools of the trade to get your morning started right, and a full line of apparel to help support that firefighter culture. And a portion of all their proceeds goes to the Wildland Firefighter Foundation. So it is good coffee for a good cause. Check them out at www.hotshotbrewing.com. And last but not least, this show is going to be brought to you by The Smoky Generation, also known as the American Wildfire Experience. And if you guys don't know what the American Wildfire Experience is, well, it is a digital collection of stories and uh, oral history of wild man firefighting in both here and Canada. It's pretty badass. They have a, uh, over 100 collections of uh, over 100 uh, stories uh, on their website and you can check them out at www.wildfireexperience.org. Bethany is also uh, running a pretty cool organization over there too. Uh, and they've teamed up with Mystery Ranch and Water Axe Pumps to provide you guys, yeah, anybody at least out there with a uh, who dabbles in photography, writing, blogging, videography, or photography that tells the story and the history of Wildland Fire, well, these guys hook you up. We actually, They actually offer uh, $500 grants for those uh, select few in the field to help facilitate some of those adventures on the line. So once again, go check them out. It's a wonderful organization, and that is www.wildfireexperience.org. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Anchor Point Podcast, episode number 27. Today on the show, well, I've got Kendall Ford with K-Ford Custom Woodworks. Yeah, you guys have probably been uh, seeing him floating around on the old socials, and, well, he makes some pretty bitchin' woodwork. And he's all about paying it forward, which I definitely appreciate. So he has uh, done a lot of donations for the Hotshot Up Foundation down there in SoCal, and he also did the memorial plaque for Frank and Big Bear Hotshots down there. Uh, definitely appreciate that man. Shout out to Big Bear and Frank's family. Anyways, uh, yeah. If you guys have any questions, uh, I'll definitely post that stuff on the show notes on the iTunes. And well, let's see what he has to say. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ink Point.
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: Hell yeah. Let's send it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Anchor Point Podcast, episode number 27. Today on the show, I've got Kendall Ford with K-Ford Custom Woodworks. What's going on, dude? How's it
1: going,
0: man? Not too bad. Not too bad. Just chilling. It's a nice sunny day. It's For some reason, it's like 60 degrees up here in northern Nevada. Yeah,
1: dude. It's actually 80, 82 right here in SoCal. So it's
0: nice. I need to move.
1: (laughs) It never changes. It's a 70 to 80 at all times.
0: Yeah. You get like that perfect weather down there except for there's Mm -hmm. just too many damn people for me, man.
1: Yeah. That's one down. So you get the perfect weather, but you got the terrible traffic.
0: Ain't that the truth. So now you've been in the fire game for a little while. About uh, how many years have you been working in fire, man?
1: Uh, It will be seven years this year.
0: Seven years. And now, uh, what do you do?
1: Uh, I'm on a Region 5 Hot Shot crew.
0: Nice, man. Are you seasonal squatty. What do you do?
1: Just a seasonal uh, firefighter. Um, Been uh, on the crew I'm on now, going on three years. Um, Did some time up in uh, North Ops. Did a couple seasons up there. Did another season, uh, kind of central Cal, and then finally got closer to home and been here for going on three years
0: now oh yeah man so socal is like your home it's always been your home mm-hmm. always nice man so uh what got you in the fire
1: uh what got me into it is well i'm actually a my family third generation firefighters so grandparents father um municipal firefighters retired and some are still on a job and then uh, my brother who's a hotshot as well He's a little older than me. I saw him start kind of pursuing it and um, kind of just followed his footsteps, man, and uh, got into it myself. And then uh, we're the only uh, Forest Service guys. Everybody else is a pavement princess. So, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh
0: Uh-oh. Shots fired. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit, man. So, yeah, today on the show, we have you as a guest. We have you as a guest because uh, you also have a side gig. And uh, you know me, I'm like a huge proponent and huge supporter of firefighter owned businesses and the importance of a side gig. So tell us a little bit about yourself and what do you do, man?
1: So my side gig, it's uh, like you said, K Ford Custom Woodworks, Um, pretty much started off just kind of making plaques and signs, you know, for some friends and stuff. And then um, it's gone everything from uh, doing some crew logos to... Um, big signs, um, everything from furniture to, you know, those epoxy tables, live edge tables. I mean, anything you could think of, man, I, I dabble in it and, um, yeah, I love doing it. It's good stuff. It's good for the winter, you know, um, I know how getting get in the, as far as the seasonals could say, you know, you get that winter time, you're kind of in that lazy phase, you know, don't really have a schedule or you routine like you do during the season. You know, in the season, you know, you wake up, you get to work, you PT, whatever, you got that routine. But in, you know, as a seasonal in the winter, you're just like, Well, what am I gonna do now? So it's it's helped out me a lot, you know, just as far as staying sane and of course making money too. It's great.
0: Yeah, man, I think that's definitely important having a, a hobby, especially a hobby that you can make like an income with uh over the winter. Oh yeah, of course. Dude, that's so important for your mental health. Just yeah, straight definitely. up, man. Just keeping yourself occupied and when you mm-hmm. can, yeah, you know, it it's kind of cool because when uh you can do something that's your hobby, that's also your passion, and turn it into a, a job, it doesn't become a job.
1: Yep, exactly.
0: Yeah, man. So you've been a hotshot for you said seven years, right?
1: No, I've just been a wild and firefighter for seven. I'll be going on my third season as a hotshot.
0: Nice, man. So can't
1: claim all those seven, man. <laughs> my bad.
0: <laughs> So three years is a hotshot and uh, down in SoCal. So you guys often travel everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. what, what's your experience with with hotshotting, man? What's your, uh, what's your passion about it? Nope. Did I lose you?
1: And you we're there? back.
0: Yeah. And we're back. <laughs> Sorry uh, about that, man. I don't know what the now hell you happened. Good. So yeah. Well, what drives you in like hotshotting, man? Why do you love it? Why do you hate it? What's hotshotting all about for you?
1: uh for me man you know i i love the the camaraderie dude and that and that brotherhood you build and of course the hard work there's there's nothing like it man um you know you're you're with the crew so much during the season you know it's you hear a lot of people say it and it's your second family man you know you're you're with you're with your crew members more than your own family during the summer so you, you build those relationships you you know those guys got your back no matter what and um you know, it's it's a thing that I don't think a lot of other jobs you could you could get and gain those relationships with a coworker. You know, because they they may start as a coworker, but then they turn into family man. And that's that's hard. I think that's hard to find in in a different job.
0: Oh yeah, it's definitely it's one of a kind experience too. And like if you go work for the private sector too, it's uh, vastly vastly different. You just mm-hmm. everything communications yep. camaraderie. Uh, yeah, operational tempo. It's just so much different, man. And I, uh, I definitely, definitely miss that about hot shotting.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely, uh, it's an adrenaline rush, man. You know, some, of course, some days are a little slower, you know, you, you know, some days you may be, you know, burning, doing some cool stuff, but then sometimes, you know, you're, you're prepping a ridge, you know, half a mile long or something, you know, so, but every day's different, you know, you know, you get to see a lot of cool places. Um, you know, travel a lot and, um, of course make friendships and relationships on the way, which is, which is great, man.
0: Yeah, man. It's definitely unique. And, uh, Hey man, at least, uh, some of those busy days, those are always good because sometimes you'll be just like staging in the Klamath or something.
1: (laughs) Oh, the Klamath, man. Oh,
0: thoughts, opinions.
1: Uh, I mean, everybody hates the Klamath, dude. I mean, it's, you know, the terrain shitty, you know, you're always sucked in. You're not getting there any air support. I mean, but everybody hates going there, dude. But you know, try working there, dude, and you'll, and you'll never. <laughs> and that's the that's the shittiest part, I think. I mean, it's so people I met up there were super cool, nice people. You know, good programs where I started, but uh, you know, I, I miss some of it, but I don't miss about ninety percent of it. You know, so
0: it's just funny, man, because everybody bitches and moans about oh, gotta go to the Klamath, right? And- yeah. It's not that bad, guys. It's not that no, bad. <laughs> and there's definitely worse places than the Klamath, trust me.
1: Yeah, I mean you could go you could go to the LP, dude, and if you're allergic to oak, you're in for some trouble there, you know. Mm-hmm. Or there's some you know, you go to Arizona or something, you know, you're looking at hundred and fifteen degree heat, you know. I mean, every place, no matter where you go, there's always gonna be a downside. There's mm-hmm. always gonna be, you know, an advantage too, so
0: yeah, but that's a th- good thing, though. If you learn how to suffer and embrace the suck, man, it's only going to make you a better human.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's why you got your boys with you, too, man, you know? Oh, yeah. You got you got your boys there, and, you know, when you're in a situation where you suffer together, dude, that's where you build the best relationships, man. Oh, absolutely. you know, you got your buddies with you, and you're going through living hell, you know, a super long shift or whatever it is, you know, once that shift's over or that assignment, you know, that, that bond and relationship you have with the guys on your mod or the whole crew is, you know, what, what builds that dude. That's oh. what builds that relationship. Those That's- lifelong relationships, man. You know, even if you leave the crew, go on something else, you know, you're, you're always going to maintain friends with those guys no matter what.
0: Oh yeah. I still talk to some of my bros up in uh, region six on the, on the crew up there. And mm-hmm. uh, to this day, it, like one of my homies, uh shout out to Josh Ross over there, Mr. Coors himself. Uh, he'll text me, and we had this stupid thing where we just like scream at deer while we're on the buggy and just trying to annoy the <laughs> shit out of our squatty. Uh-huh. And dude, he'll just like text me that one day, and I'll just start laughing my ass off.
1: Yeah, man, it's it's the little things, dude. You know, it's it's always the little things. Could be the smallest thing that only you and one guy know. That's the funniest thing you've ever fucking heard of. And everybody else may think like, "What the fuck? That stupid dude." But in that moment, dude, you'll remember that the rest of your life, and that'll be the funniest thing ever.
0: Oh yeah. Well, that's the thing too. Is like it reminds you of like, you know, the funniest things that could be like the most like you're, like you're saying, man, could, the funniest fucking things can be like the most insignificant or just like small things.
1: Oh yeah. The most the most <laughs> immature, childish thing you know could be so funny, you know.
0: Oh yeah, man. It's uh, definitely pretty wild. It, it, I miss it, man that's for sure. But uh yeah man uh so that's another thing that's kind of cool about like the hotshotting world is like the ability to uh be mentored and become a mentor. Mhm. So what are your thoughts on that man?
1: Um I think you know I definitely have learned a lot from the guys that have been on the crew and been there longer. I mean it's you always got something to learn. You can never not know too much if, if that makes sense you know there's all there's always something to learn and um to take that knowledge from you know your overhead or maybe a guy that's been on the crew a little longer than you take that knowledge and have him be your mentor and you know it could be something little or something big you know it's taking that knowledge and just being a sponge man and and whatever that knowledge you have grab onto that and then maybe next year you know you got some new guys come on pass that knowledge you know what I mean? Be a mentor for them, show them the right things, you know, maybe the certain things you do on the crew or the certain things that, you know, and hey, make sure you do this at a certain time or do it this way or, you know, someone's going to get pissed about it if you don't. You know, it's all about just being that mentor. And also, um, I don't know the word you'd call it, just always, you know, getting mentored, you know, always listening, keeping your your ears open, you know, and, and taking it all in in a sponge.
0: Oh, absolutely! It's it's that's like kind of a symbol of the firefighter tradition too. You know, it's like taking knowledge from those that have come before you and then passing it yep. on to the newest generation. Shit's important, yep, man. Definitely, it's definitely important. Well, enough about firefighting, man. Let's talk about your woodworking stuff. So, how did you get into woodworking?
1: Uh, how did I first get into it? Um, I'd say when I was about sixteen. Um, I got a job with one of my old best friends doing uh, some uh, wood flooring and some finished carpentry and um, my friend's pops took me under his wing and pretty much taught me everything there was of wood and how to shape it, how to work with it, you know. Every every little tip and trick there was to building cabinets, um, crown molding, doing flooring, and I think that's kind of where it all started, as far as my knowledge. And then, of course, you know, my grandparents and my father always um, taught me things using tools and stuff like that as a kid. And then um, from there, you know, I, I kind of started dabbling in it once I got into fire. You know, seeing all these trees we took down. Um, all this wood. And then I kind of started getting into it. And, you know, I had the knowledge. I just hadn't really dabbled in doing this custom woodwork as far as the plaques and the signs and, and the furniture. And I kind of just, it was weird, dude. I kind of just randomly started getting into it. I had the tools and um started dabbling in it one winter and then just kind of, kind of did it on my own. You know, didn't really tell much people about it. You know, if someone wanted something I'd help them build it or randomly. And then I kind of just, uh, started the company and then, um, started taking orders. And my girlfriend's been helping me out a lot as far as, um, the accounting side of it and inventory and just been running it from there, man.
0: So not only are you a generational firefighter, but you're also a generational woodworker as well.
1: Yeah, I guess you can say that. Yeah.
0: That's rad, man. So, I mean, like, so do you do any like slab furniture or anything like that? Like, cause one thing yeah. I've always wanted to do is take like a fire scarred tree and make like farmhouse table out of it or a coffee table or yeah. something like that. Definitely, so you do man. that too?
1: Yeah. So, um, I don't own an Alaska mill, which is, you know, the main thing you need to do to cut slabs, you know, you hook it up on your saw and it pretty much cuts those live edge slabs, no matter what tree it is, you know, it could be, you know a fire scarred tree or it could be a, you know a fresh uh, oak or cedar or whatever but yeah man i've made plenty of those um i've done a few you know that have been scarred out or with some snags it still had some life in them and then i've also actually done a uh, couple coffee tables that were off around that the center had been uh out and it was uh had fire on the inside and um pretty much turned it into two coffee tables and then did a nice epoxy pour in the middle with some lights you know so it turned out cool but to answer your question yeah man i I do a lot of that slab furniture i like doing that stuff it's cool
0: that's fucking awesome man yeah dude that's that's definitely a a unique piece of furniture like woodworking yeah dude it's that's some pretty cool stuff
1: what i like about it is no, no two are the same you know what i mean it's not like buying a sheet of plywood you buy the next one and yeah the next one may be warped and shit but you know, two pieces of slabs, you know, it's two different pieces of wood, you know, two different looks.
0: Oh, yeah. And that, every little piece, like you're saying, man, it has its own like uniqueness to it and nothing is going to be the same ever. Yep. Yep. That's badass, man. So, well, with the fire career and the woodworking uh, on the side, like how the hell do you manage all of that with your time? I mean, you're busy. During, <laughs> <laughs> dude, it's, it, yeah, it's gnarly. And I, I totally I mean, get it because I run a small business as well. But how yeah. the hell do you manage it?
1: I think, dude, to be honest, man, during the summer, um, I usually will tell, if I have some people kind of hit me up in May, you know, or when the season's starting, I, you know, I let customers know or I'll, I'll put something out on the Instagram saying, hey, man, um, you know, shop's going to be closed until whenever, you know, November or something, because we're so busy during the summer, you know, you're going back to back, you're going 14 day, two days of R&R, right back out, you know, it's, it's super busy, not much free time to get in the shop and work on projects you know so um sometimes i'll hop on a few you know orders in the summer but mainly um this is seasonal business as well you know I, I keep that going in the winter and i stay busy with that and then kind of hold off in the summer and um you know buy fire in the summer
0: <laughs> do your your passions you gotta wear two different hats almost as far mm-hmm. as passions go <laughs> yep yeah, dude. I, t- I totally get it, man. It's it's uh finding that balance is pretty damn hard. I mean, do you got any uh tips and tricks for anybody out there that's thinking about considering starting a small business?
1: Um, I think the biggest thing, dude, is um don't think that you have to take a job or something. Do you know what I mean? If that's if it's just going to cause more stress on you and of course you want the money, you want the business, but if it's just going to end up causing more stress to Take whatever order that is while you're still, you know, during the season. Don't take it. Let the customer know that, hey, man, you know, I'm in the fire season. You know, we're pretty busy. If it's not something that's pressing, you know, I, I could definitely put some more time and effort into it. You know, say whenever the layoff time is or when you're going to have free time. And I guarantee the customer is probably going to understand that a lot better, you know, rather than you rushing and order whatever the business is during the summer and, and being stressed out about it rather than say hey you got free time in in the winter i could focus on this thing put a lot more love into it and it's going to turn into a better product so i guess that's the only piece of advice i have
0: that's a good philosophy to have man i mean do you ever get any people that are less like oh i thought this was amazon or whatever and like try and like strong arm you into making (laughs) shit for them
1: uh yeah i mean quite often man i mean you you get the you get the people that you know or the thing I get a lot, man, is, oh, well, I saw it for a lot cheaper, you know, um, at Ikea or something. No, you didn't. <laughs> I was like, well, first of all, this isn't what you saw at Ikea. And second of all, I don't know who's building their stuff at Ikea, but this ain't Ikea. You know, I, I build everything from scratch, you know, from everything's done by hand. I don't have any CNC machines, nothing like that. I, I would burn all my stuff by hand. I do everything by hand, of course, with, you know, power tools, but everything's done by hand. So um that's what you pay for a small business you know you, you may pay a little extra but um you're getting that that handmade product it's not a mass-produced product with uh which with low quality
0: yeah well mass-produced stuff is usually subject to like manufacturing error and yeah exactly it's, it's just bland it's it's garbage i mean shit man my my wife has an ikea table and i i I fucking hate the thing. It's just yeah. super industrial and just uh just shitty construction. And that's the cool thing about small businesses, especially handcrafted American made ones, you know. That's uh you definitely get an increase in quality and the uniqueness of the product as well.
1: Yep, exactly. Yeah.
0: So listen up folks, you get what you pay for. Pay an extra little bit to get something that you <laughs> really want.
1: Well, and then sometimes too, dude, you 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 may see a table at I don't know, some high end furniture place. And one of these small business, you know, woodworkers or whatever could beat that price. And it will be a better product, too. You know, that happens in some cases, too. But um, I guess the biggest thing for people, this isn't, this isn't Ikea, man. You know, things are going to be maybe a little more expensive, but you're going to you're gonna get that better quality. And, you know, that's that's that. And you're supporting small business, you know. Oh, yeah. I think everybody likes to do. I do.
0: Well, yeah. Uh... So a previous episode of mine, uh, Adam Tinker, he owns uh, Palm Leaf Leather. Shout out to you. He actually had a pretty good quote, and he said that uh, Amazon and Walmart won't support or sponsor your kids' baseball team.
1: That's true, man. It's That's true. That's true. a good quote. Oh, That's yeah, a good dude. quote. Yeah, I've seen that guy's work. He does uh, solid work, man. I follow him on Instagram, dude, and uh, I like all his stuff and the stuff he's done for, for crews and crew gifts and stuff. I think that stuff's really cool and i've seen he also you know he seems to do a lot of donations and stuff which which i'm a big fan of too man that's that's awesome
0: well speaking of do- well speaking of him man i'll hook you up with uh with adam and uh definitely let you know like give you cool. his information that way you guys can hook up he's, he's local down there too so okay cool but speaking of like donations and stuff what about any like special projects and donations that you've done
1: um i did um i think the most recent one um Shout out to Hot Shot Up, um, their organization. They do that super cool organization. They do a uh, like a volleyball tournament charity kind of deal every year. Um, I donated some stuff there for their uh, for their raffle, and pretty much all the uh, money goes to their foundation. Um, I donated. Uh, what else I do is I do these fire hose doormats, you know, and um, pretty much what they are is hose that gets thrown away whether it gets burned over or expired or i don't know too much about hose but whatever it is i put together into a doormat um seal it down with uh stainless steel hardware and then i could stencil a name on it whatever and i donated a few of those donated a couple um handcrafted um bottle openers with a cap catch at the bottom a few different things you know so i love doing that and you know it's it feels good to donate, you know, especially when it's going to a good cause, you know, and then, and then the people buying the raffle tickets, they get a dope product too. So it's a, it's a win-win, you know?
0: Oh, absolutely, man. So aside from that, uh, what about the uh, memorial plaque that you guys, that you did?
1: Oh yeah. That one, uh, the one I did for uh, big bear hotshots. Yeah. That one, that one was awesome. Um, we did that one. And I actually had help from a friend who did the metal work on there, Ed Valle. Shout out to him. Uh, Rustic um, Valley or Valle. uh, I think that's all it is, Rustic Valley. Um, He helped me out with the the metal on it, with the frame. And uh, pretty much what we did there was it was two slabs of cedar. And I did their logo on one slab. And I did the memorial uh, piece on the top and um that one was awesome man i like doing that it was it was good to do for the family and it was good to do for the crew and uh they hiked it up to their uh i guess in their hardest hike or their their longest hike and did it up there and then they uh with the metal work that ed did um they beat it into the ground and um it's up there at the top of their hike for them to see every time they go up so i think that means a lot man
0: Dude, that's got to be so cool. Like to be a part of something like that—a memorial—and then the crew sure. hikes it up, pounds it into the ground, and it's—I've seen the photos on Instagram, dude. It's yeah, some bitchin' metalwork, bitchin' woodwork, and Thanks, that view where it's actually laid into the ground for the memorial yep. overlook.
1: Dude, that yeah. is so
0: fucking cool.
1: Yeah, man, it's it definitely felt good to do that for their crew. You know, they they had a had a tough had a tough loss there. You yeah. know, so so doing it for them you know and and also the family of uh, the guy that passed away um that was you know frank esposito it's it's a good thing for for them man and i was stoked to do it and i, I could like once again you know i shout out to ed man i couldn't have done it without him dude he's he's a skilled guy with welding dude And i'm only good with wood i'm I'm not i'm a bird shit welder you know so definitely <laughs> couldn't couldn't have done it without him man
0: oh man well that's cool man well shout out to big bear yeah. Uh one out for frank as well yep that's cool though that and that's an important thing though is like paying it forward too it's like being a hotshot being a firefighter owning a small business it's i think it's very important to try and pay it forward whenever you get the opportunity you know
1: yeah for sure
0: absolutely man so um we went over donating your work to the, to some of the foundations as well like mm-hmm. Hotshot up do you do any work with the yep. wildland firefighter foundation or at all
1: Uh, I haven't done any work with them yet. Um, I do have something possibly in the future lined up to do some wood burning for, uh, I'm not sure which organization it's with. I had a friend um, that she actually does wood burning too. And we're going to do this giant, um, wood burning, uh, I guess plaque or sign it's going to be in the shape of the United States. And then I'm going to cut that out. And then, um, we're together. We're gonna burn each hotshot crew in the country, on it.
0: Like so it's a, gonna be full a le- list.
1: Well, full list, but it's so it's gonna be each state. So it's it's gonna be it's gonna look like a giant United States on wood, and then it's all gonna be burned out, state lines, everything, and then we're gonna burn each crew into their respective location on the map.
0: That's fucking badass.
1: So I'll have to contact her and I'll get back to you as far as where that's gonna go. But it's gonna be fully donated, uh, non profit and we're gonna it's gonna go somewhere somewhere cool, I hope, you know. Nice, man.
0: That's cool, dude. Uh definitely definitely an interesting future project you got going on there. And uh yeah. also paying it forward. For so sure. As far as like your woodworking in the uh in the off season too, is that like so is that like your escape and your way to like kind of get away and Re- reconnect with uh I don't know, normal life from fire?
1: Um, I think I mean I never really thought of that, but it is a good point, man. I mean, you know, I, I you know, you get to wake up in the morning, I'm my own boss, so that's always cool. You know, so I get to wake up in the morning, you know, have a cup of coffee, kinda live that I guess regular life, you know, rather than, you know, I'm not waking up at camp, five in the morning, getting in line for chow. So it's it's I guess it's kind of you know getting back in.
0: Yep. Did I lose for me, oh, it's just are. like there we, you are.
1: <laughs> you got me.
0: Yeah, I got you now.
1: Where'd you lose me?
0: Uh, just do that whole part over again. So I lost you uh, when I asked you with, with the uh, mental health thing, mental self help. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. So um, what was I saying? Yeah. So um, I think it helps, man. I mean, um, having that routine is, is big for me. Having that, that, uh, routine of waking up, you know, having, you know, it's kind of a set schedule per se, you know, what you're going to do orders. And, um, I think that's huge. You know, having a routine is helps me out a lot personally, you know, staying sane, staying focused and, you know, not thinking too much and staying busy, staying busy is huge.
0: Oh yeah, man. I think it's cool too, because then, like you're saying earlier, you're you're afforded being your own boss. You're afforded those opportunities to kind of live life on your own terms, and like uh, you can wake up and have a cup of coffee. You can, you know, reconnect with your girlfriend or your wife or whoever, and uh, you can, you know, do things on your own terms. You can go PT whenever the hell you want. Yep. Work on whatever project you want. It's kind of cool, man.
1: Yep. Yeah. It's
0: definitely. I uh, agree with you there definitely a good primer keeps you fresh for the season too, and it keeps you loosely engaged with uh, the fire community as well, especially with the woodwork that you guys are doing.
1: For sure, man. I mean, I stay in touch with a lot of guys, uh, you know, on, on different crews, guys on my crew and meet a lot of new people. And uh, of course, yes, kind of stay in touch with all those fellows. And of course meet new people too.
0: Oh yeah, man. Networking is important, dude. Uh, Networking is definitely huge.
1: Definitely. You know, I, I, get to do a lot of that, you know, at work, you know, meet a lot of new faces, guys on different crews, see old friends on fires, you know, and um, everybody asks, you know, what have you been up to, you know? Well, you know, I've been been doing this woodwork, and then someone will say, oh, yeah, I saw that on Instagram, or I saw so-and-so, you know, and then, um, you know, do a lot of pieces for friends and family, you know, and uh, and coworkers, which is awesome, you know, I, I love doing that for friends, you know.
0: Oh yeah, man. I mean, as far as like starting your own business though, I mean, do you have any recommendations? Do you, do you think that like those, for those people that are like thinking about doing it, like, mm-hmm. uh, kind of on the fence about pulling the trigger on starting their own business, what's your advice to them?
1: Go for it, man. I mean, you know, like a lot of people are always, um, uh, I may fail or, you know, I, I, it may not happen. You know, all we are going to find out is if you do it, you know, amen. Amen. To go, that. You, you know, go for it. And, um, you know, of course I'd recommend, you know, having a plan, you know, or having something set up, you know, having some goals of what you'd like to do, kind of have some kind of structure before you just, you know, jump, but, um, but go for it. You know, the only way you're going to find out if it's going to work or not is, is if you go for it, that's my piece of advice right there.
0: Absolutely, man. So for all those people that are out there, thinking about doing something in the uh, off season or thinking about creating a side hustle, which I'm a huge advocate for just nut up and do it, man. Go for it. <laughs> just go for it. Don't do go. it recklessly. Of course, you know, have, have yeah. your shit together, of course, mm-hmm. before you try and do it, but yeah, go for it. Well, shit, man. Uh, I think that's about the tie in point for the episode. I mean, unless you got anything else.
1: No, I think I'm good, man. It was nice talking to you,
0: dude. Oh yeah, dude. So where can we find your work?
1: so you get me on instagram i think i uh it's k ford woodworks i sent you the or k ford underscore woodworks and then uh email k ford woodworks and gmail and you can hit me on there and then um looking at a website in the future and then uh but as far as that instagram right now and then um you can dm me on there email me check out my work on there and um you know, no no jobs too big or too small. You know, so if you got an idea or something, send me a message. We'll work it out.
0: Hell yeah, man! Sounds good. And now <clears throat> for end of the show, I do have a tradition where we give you the opportunity to do a shout out to a homie, hero, or a mentor, past, present. Who's, okay. your, uh, who's your who's your pick? Several picks.
1: I probably. Well, of course, you know I'll give a shout out to uh, to Ed Valle You know, for helping me out. Um, with that big bear you know and he's helped me out a lot with um, exposure you know and um, and networking you know we help each other out and definitely shout out to him um, give a shout out to my brother man you know he's taught me a lot and uh, I followed in his footsteps which is huge you know and um, you know just that's about it dude shout out to those fellas
0: hell yeah well Kendall, thanks for being on the show. And uh, your nickname is Forty, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it, man.
0: Yeah, Hot Shop Brew is uh, messing with you. He's fucking with you a little bit on the nickname.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm sure he is.
0: Yeah. All right, man. Well, thanks for coming on the show. And uh, yeah, if you guys want to look more into his woodworking, it's pretty awesome as well. Uh, so check him out at uh, K Ford underscore woodworks on the old IG, man. Well dude, yup. Yep. Thanks for being on the show. We'll catch you on the next one.
1: All right, dude. Later, bro. Later.
0: All right, there we go. Ladies and gentlemen, episode number 27 is in the books with Kendall Ford, a.k.a. 40. All right, so you guys can find him on the old socials at kford underscore woodworks. Just search for that, and uh, he should pop up. And if you guys want to get a hold of him for some custom work or some some unique furniture or woodworking stuff, definitely hit him up on the email as well. It's going to be kfordwoodworks at gmail.com. Kendall, once again, dude, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, you got some very unique pieces of artwork. And uh, yeah, it's not just furniture, man. That, that that shit you make, it's art, hands down. So thank you for paying it forward. Thank you for having a hotshot-owned business, firefighter-owned business, and keep doing what you're doing. For the rest of you guys, keep on tagging us in the uh, old socials. Use that hashtag, the Anchor Point Podcast or Anchor Point Podcast, and uh, we'll be sure to feature you guys. And the whole point of that is to share the world what we do in share with the world, what we do in the field and kind of highlight some of our accomplishments and some of our stories. It's pretty much all we got It's word of mouth. It's awesome. So keep on doing that. If you guys got time, write us a review on iTunes, hit that five star button. And uh, yeah, also we got a YouTube coming up. So be on the lookout for that special shout out to our sponsors, hotshot brewery, mystery ranch, and the Smoky generation. Thank you guys for listening. Peace.